Bitcoin. Good morning, Bitcoiners. This is your market update for September 15th, 2017. All right, today is a day that will go down in Bitcoin history. It has now come out that China is closing all their exchanges. Um, we're still waiting on OKCoin and Huboy to announce that they are closing down, but BCT, uh, BTCC and via BTC, um, what is it, Yunbi, is, all, all of these are shutting down. Like Basically, a letter has come out now saying that all of these exchanges will be shut down by the end of the month. Um, there's This is the biggest story in at least a year in Bitcoin. I think it's, well, SegWit getting activated is just as big, but this is, for the price-wise, you can see that this is a huge, huge story in Bitcoin. I think we are oversold. If you look at the daily RSI, we are quite oversold. Let me bring that up. I should have been prepared here. So Bitstamps, uh, right now the daily RSI is 26, and it just looks oversold. Oh, that's not even daily. Son of a bitch, that's hourly. Daily RSI right now is 25 on Bitstamp. So definitely oversold. This this looks like huge doom. If you look at the chart, it's like, oh man, we're going to drop to zero, right? And all the noobs have been wrecked. Uh, that's that's why, like, if you're a noob and you come into this and you're a big speculator and you're a big trader, uh, don't trade on margin. If you're going to trade, do a little spot trading and then... You don't have to worry about these big drops because we're going to be back. Uh, if you look at the last this last two-year bull run that we've had, we've had many, many pullbacks of this size. Maybe not this speed, which I am quite surprised at how fast this has gone. Um, but that's because, you know, they uh, have been spreading this news out. I mean, it started way back on the 4th of September with the ICO ban. And... It's been trickling out since then. And every day, it seems like we, every day, daylight hours in China, right when I'm freaking trying to sleep, we're getting more news. It's, that's, that's been really bad for the price. If, say, on no, uh, September 10th, we would have had all this bad news come out at once, we would have had a big sell off maybe down to 3,500 with a big wick back up to 4,000, and we would be hunky dory on this. But with all of these, this news just trickling out, it just keeps pushing down the price. Eventually, it's going to get to a place where a lot of people are buying. Uh, if you look at a lot of the order books around on these, these exchanges, there's a lot of support coming up at 3,000. So Bitstamp's price right now is 3030, ticking down here. The lowest it looks like we got just above 3000. And man, the stoke daily is just on the floor, guys. It has not moved off of zero for like three or four days, both the short term and long term stoke. So this has got to turn around here pretty soon. Like I said, there's lots of support at 3000 and just below. Um, some big time, some big whales in the space have started saying that they are coming back in. They're starting to build their positions back, long positions back up. So um, I think that's very positive. If you guys follow Tour de Meester, um, he's an OG here in the Bitcoin space. <laughs> Even though he is probably one of the nicest people in Bitcoin, that he, he's an OG. And you, you need to listen to what he says because he's been here a very long time and he knows what he's doing 
Also, Tim Draper's come out. Um, the, a lot of the early whales, I'm sure, are just salivating over this $3,000 price. Like, how could they give, a, give us this present? Let me pause this because I am going to go get my coffee. Okay, so with China, this this really doesn't matter. I mean, they were only ten percent of the market or so, right? Were if this would have happened last year, when they were ninety percent, they had all their wash trading going on, and their volume was grossly inflated, and it looked like they were eighty to ninety percent of the market, and then all of a sudden China comes out and bans, that would be bad, because they are such a huge part of the market. But they were only ten, maximum fifteen percent. Of this market so cutting them off is not a bad thing well i guess it is a bad thing but it's not as bad as a 40 percent drop here okay uh, plus you know we've been beholden for years to this china fud and everyone's talking about china being the the where it's all centralizing in mining exchange everything is centralizing over in china now that they're cutting themselves off and whether this is like the beginning salvo of central uh, these big nation states coming after Bitcoin, that's possible too. Because the U.S. May, might follow this up with their own kind of ban on ICOs. I mean, they're not going to ban ICOs outright. The, what the U.S. and maybe Europe might do is say, look, we're going to prosecute these people as running scams for their ICOs. Um, but I don't, I don't see a lot of regulation coming down against Bitcoin just just yesterday in my state here in the US they came out with with a ruling that lawyers can be paid in Bitcoin they can hold Bitcoin for clients etc cetera, etc cetera. so it's it's a uh, becoming even more uh, liberal I would say here in the United States but think about these ICOs that have just been hit by China and maybe the SEC comes down and says we're going to start prosecuting people or maybe they file charges against somebody here in the near future. That is going to pour, pour a bunch of cold water on this whole ICO thing. Well, let's get into why I think this is happening right now. So they have um, the they have like um, I don't know if it's it's a multi year. I think it's five years or so. They have this big convention in Beijing with all the communist party members from all around the country and they come and they have this big national convention uh they call it national congress of the communist party um, and i think there's going to be some major announcements here i mean let, let's take a look at the world that we're living in right now everybody is de-dollarizing the dollar is losing its status china has opened up recently the shanghai gold exchange i think they opened what was that 2015 or something maybe 16 that they opened that up and a lot of the volume of the world's gold trading is going on over there a lot of gold is going to all these other countries russia china and now we have this oil futures contract that's denominated in yuan and they can choose to uh you know accept gold or settling gold instead of yuan if you're a foreign country like say iran and you want to do these contracts over in in shanghai well you can do this uh, you can settle in gold which is huge so maybe there's like this at this communist party uh, congress they're going to have some major announcements monetary announcements maybe they're going to a gold standard maybe they're going to announce something that is going to shock the world 
and they don't want they don't want this rampant speculation going on and embarrassing them. So they had to cut the ICOs, and in the meantime, let's just cut all the exchanges as well. Now, I, I, I have traded on some of the Chinese exchanges, but I've never, like, I never have had a, a big portion of my money over there, and, like, it's obvious you don't want to because every six months or so we had a, you know, they had a problem uh, with the government. So uh, you got to be careful with this, and you got to expect these pullbacks. Back two weeks ago, I called the top. Two weeks ago, I said, hey, I... Looking at the charts, this is slowing down, and call the top almost perfectly. I even said that it's going to turn around at 49.80. Because I thought all the people that had their cells in at 5,000 were going to get screwed, and it was going to drop from under them. right? And that's exactly what happened. Now, I thought 4,000 was going to hold. Honestly, I did. But, um, you know, this FUD out of China just will not stop. And so I think it's going to get caught here at around... Um, 3,000 you know it's kind of like a glove like if you catch a ball in a glove you, you, your glove moves a little back a little bit and so if you catch the catch the knife here uh, at 3,000 it's going to move down a little bit and then come back up that's my opinion plus it's going to get a lot of uncertainty out of the market another good thing about this is that it is going to affect these Chinese miners right when we see all of these other miners around the world you know coming into the market so we see GMO, that's a big tech company in, out of Japan. They are putting roughly $90 million, $100 million into um, fabricating their own chips and bringing out miners. There's all sorts of cool stuff in that regard. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. That's definitely worth reading and very bullish for decentralization of mining because, um, you know, as you shrink the nanometer size, with that for the people out there that aren't familiar with this, um, you know, the smaller you get these circuits, that's the measure of the circuit size. And the smaller you get these, the more efficient is the electricity. So uh, right now, I, the standard is 16 nanometer. I think that's what uh, Bitmain uses. That's the top of the line. And so this Chinese company is going to shrink that by more than half, make them way more efficient. And they have all sorts of great plans. Um, Russia is said to spend about $100 million coming into mining. So th this is big news. Uh, mining is getting decentralized and uh, China, the exchanges, um, the PBOC, the kind of wishy-washy nature, the authoritarian nature is getting um, cut out of Bitcoin. You know, with an authoritarian government that's not like based on, well, they, they are based on like law, but um, they can basically make whatever rulings they want to make. In the U.S., it's similar with these kind of open-ended interpretations of the law and open-end. Like, we're still basing, we're, we're going to, the U.S. is basing all this ICO stuff that they're going to be coming out with and all this Bitcoin stuff, all this regulation and um, yada, 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 based on a 1933 act. Almost a hundred-year-old act. They're going to be basing new this new technolog technological regulation. It just doesn't make sense. But um, at least there is a process that people can count on. And there is a, um, uh, it's not completely arbitrary. It just feels so arbitrary out of China. Like they, everybody is doing business at the whim of the Chinese government, which they're doing in the West too. But at least there's like some recourse. Okay. But um, 
I, I don't think that they are going to actually ban Bitcoin for the long term either. I mean, this is they're going to miss out. Like I, I tweeted out yesterday that this would be the perfect time for the U.S. to come out and say we're doing an uh, ETF. We approved an ETF because they're going to get all of the Bitcoin into custody of U.S. firms and U.S. holders. And they're going to be able to sell these ETFs all around the world, obviously. But um, all of the actual Bitcoin is going to be going to come to uh, U.S. people. Which is huge. Because this is an accumulation phase. I can't believe the PBOC is going this way because they should know that it's all about accumulation right now. Everybody is accumulating. Little guys like me are accumulating. Millionaires coming in. I've talked to... A couple millionaires myself, my friend has talked to a couple millionaires, and like just in our little circle, my Bitcoin meetup is exploding. I mean, we do a weekly just uh, sit down at a coffee shop. It started with four guys for a long time, then it grew to six. Now we're getting, you know, a, a kind of a regular size of about 10. And that's every week. And we're, we're not doing ICOs. Like I people come in there to pitch their ICOs, and they can come and talk to us, but we're going to shoot them down. They can come and try to pitch their MLM stuff or their um, uh, whatever these, these Ponzi schemes are that they're running, and, and we're going to not you know, show them any quarter. right? They're going to have to talk to us about it, and we're going to shoot down their ideas. Like some lady came in there the other day and was like, oh, yeah, I know the founder of Bitcoin. I was like, what? Yeah, and it's some dude that she has a cell phone number, so when she's pumping her, uh, selling her scam to people she has them on speed dial right one of these total sales pitch things so it's crazy it's growing like crazy everyone is accumulating billionaires are looking at this it's so bad that jamie diamond has had to come out and talk and i have a list here to go through about jamie diamond let me just hit that now since i just mentioned him bitcoin so yeah, Jamie Dimon came out the other day. Uh, everyone's seen this. This is kind of old news, but he is the CEO and uh, chairman of the board, I guess, of uh, J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan is an evil corporation, uh, evil bank. They've killed um, millions of people around the world by financing war and all these things. Um, but let's just talk about, and he called Bitcoin a fraud. So let's talk about, oh, so when I, when I saw this tweet, let me bring up my Twitter because this was i just keep laughing every time i read this um okay here it is um <laughs> because there's some guy some reporter let me see who this dude is um he's a senior editor of financial desk um at velt what the fuck is velt some german german newspaper die velt anyways um so this is what i said to him because he was talking about jamie diamond i said you're obviously not plugged in the pboc news about china exchanges it's the it's about the, this drop because they, they were calling like jamie diamond's content comments dropped it from like 4300 down to 4100 and stuff i was like no this is the pboc and i said no one gives a shit about what jamie diamond says especially about fraud so let's take a look at his fraud what, what's been going on here with uh, jp morgan so what where have they had fraud in the last little while here well um people have heard about the london whale right well, Jamie Dimon knew about the London Whale, and he still signed off on his company's quarterly and yearly reports. That is a crime. He should be in jail, but he's not. He's the derivative king. <laughs> they have the London and the New York trading desks, which I'll get into a conspiracy about that here in a second, but they've never had a down day. They've had one bad investment where they invested in a bad ETF that blew up, but 
Other than that, they've never had a down day. Never. At the JP Morgan trading desk. Think about that. That's because they rigged the markets. And they've been caught rigging the markets many, many times. Over the last um, few years, they have $40 billion worth of fines for bad acting, bad behavior, fraud, all sorts of stuff. But they classify that as the cost of doing business. They don't classify that as fraud. They classify it in their own minds as the cost of doing business because they get caught every once in a while. Okay, In 2011, they settled uh, a case misleading CDO investments. Then they, um, next couple years, anti-competitive conduct on municipal bonds. That was fraud. Robo-signing scandal. Improper foreclosure scandal. LIBOR rigging. They, <laughs> they were involved in the LIBOR rigging scandal. If that's not fraud, I don't know what is. Currency manipulation. Um, and the big one that I think uh, is a red, huge, like, smoking gun, is this Madoff scandal. So, you know, with the Madoff um, Ponzi scheme that he was running, billions and billions of dollars, um, J.P. Morgan was Madoff's only banker. And Jamie Dimon signed off on all of that. They knew exactly what was going on. And it was signed. everything was signed off by the board of J.P. Morgan for the Madoff scandal. So Jamie Diamond, uh, he signed off on all these financial reports. He knew exactly what kind of fraud is going on with J.P. Morgan. And so uh, that's if Bitcoin is not a fraud, but that would be like calling the kettle black. He is the biggest fraudster out there. What was interesting about this, what he said about um, the uh, in the article about Bitcoin or in the interview about Bitcoin, which I do link in the show notes. Um, this one I got was Bloomberg. It's you can get it all over the place. But um uh, he had an interesting quote in there, and he said, somebody is going to get killed. Of course, he kind of couched it in, like, when these things blow up, someone's going to get killed. But for this fraudster and this bankster that has blood on his hands, literally, with some of these suspicious deaths here that I'm going to go through, when, when a banker like this says someone is going to get killed, has to make your hair up. Back, the hair on the back of your neck stand up. So Gabriel is the name of this guy that was the head of the trading desk in London. You know, that was the, the job that Blythe Masters had, uh, the queen of the derivatives and all that. Well, this guy, I think, took over for her, and he was at the top of his career, making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, if not millions. And he jumped out of the 33-story window of a place that has probably locked windows up there. Like, this... Somehow he jumped in the middle. He had a happy wife, happy family, life. He was at the top of his career and he jumped out of the window. At the same time, this is roughly the same time, give or take a little bit, a guy named Ryan, he was the head of the trading desk in New York and he goes home and has a heart attack and he's 35 years old. Suspicious. Both heads of the trading desk dying in the same time frame. So the, those two are directly related, but they've had other J.P. Morgan bankers from around the world that show up dead every once in a while, um, and in suspicious ways, like they shot themselves ten times, right, or something like that. <laughs> that that doesn't happen, and uh, that's just these individuals. Now think about the wars that they've financed. Think about the memes that they have, uh, the narratives they've created to go to war with people, millions of people. It doesn't matter what Jamie Dimon says. No one gives a shit what Jamie Dimon says. 
The only thing I care about it is I want to destroy him with Bitcoin. You know? Oh, so anyway, let's get back to this China stuff. The price still sitting at 3030. We'll see if this bounces. I'm sure I'm hoping that this bounces pretty quick here. Um, I'm kind of waiting for a big long wick to, to buy back in. And we'll see how that goes. Because uh, someone asked me the other day on Twitter where I see the price at the end of the year. And it's kind of hard right now to say, but I, I, I'm thinking five to 6,000. I think we will be at all-time highs by the end of the year. My kind of philosophy or theory right now is that we will see 2x roughly every six months. And let's go, let's go back and take a look at how that's working out. So we have a low. So starting back in September of 15, so it's two years ago, almost exactly, we're at 250. And then six months later, in, what would that be, March? March of 16, we're at 450. No, 425. Okay, so that's almost, that's a little bit less than 2x, but that's where we're at. Okay, and then two, uh, six months later, We'll go to September again of 16. We are at, we get up to about six, 660 by the end of September. So again, not 2x, but pretty close. Then six months after that, so 317, we are up at, well, we dipped down by the end of the month, but we came back up. So we are roughly at 1200. Okay, we, we, that's a 2x jump. And then September, again, now we're at 3,000. So we're a little bit overextended if we're going by this 2x every six months. We're still a little bit extended, but um, this is not, we're not in the era. Like if you go back, so that was two years after a two-year bear market. But if you go back in the history of Bitcoin, every, every nine months or so, we did a huge like 20x run. And now we're not doing these 20x runs, as you can see. We're doing these 2x runs every six months. And I expect that to continue. So maybe we drop down to 2400. That's possible. You know, 2800 and then bounce up. And then by the end of the year, we're back near all-time highs. And then by March, we are uh, way up at 10,000. That is possible too. Or maybe not, because 2x from 3000 would be 6000. So by March, we're at 6000. And by uh maybe seven thousand something like that that's that's what i'm looking at um two x every six months let's not get overextended i say this all the time i don't want to see like i got re i get really scared when it goes up really fast why because the corollary of that is going down really fast so i just want to see consistent gains of course everybody just wants to see that but um you know if, if you're looking at this from a long-term perspective I think trading quarterlies is a good way to go or, you know, maybe getting a, a margin. If you are going to trade a margin position, wait till you have a 30 to 40% correction and then buy in. I don't know if you can lose right now on Bitcoin. Every, there's so many people waiting to get in. So many bankers. I mean, this might set us back a couple months, but that gives us time to get lightning and SegWit going, right? And improve this, show this uh, to the world what we're building here so this is this is good i i i will be worried at 2500 
that's when I will start getting worried that this is going to go really deep. Um, but even then, I mean, if, if seriously, guys, these whales out there that are all about Bitcoin and believe in it, and they have hundreds of millions of dollars invested, they are not going to let this drop that far. Plus, we have just on the horizon, we have the next halving. I mean, it's, it's so close. Next year at this time, you know, we'll be saying we're only a year away. Because the, the hash rate is going to be jumping up so fast in the next year, we're going to speed up when we're going to get this halving. It's, instead of middle of 2020, it's going to be the beginning of 2020. That's what I think. So let's take a look at the hash rate. I've been talking so much. Um, so there is a... Well, let's, let's look at the futures here real fast. Uh, we got a new quarterly contract for OKCoin last night, which is pretty big news, and it, it dipped pretty hard. $400 discount right now, and this is right as we're hitting 3000 coming into this major support area, and um, futures is dipping really far, really deep, so I think this this could, honestly, we could bounce pretty, pretty decent here. So let me bring up my difficulty because this is a developing story too. Oh, also, Bcash. Um, you know, CoinMarketCap, man, is getting so much traffic. This this site, I remember it back like in 2013. And that, that was like right when it was getting started. And it just had a, maybe 20 altcoins on there or something. But this has become like more getting more clicks than uh, some of the major channels. Let's go to the Alexa rankings. Because... I bet that I haven't done this, but let's take a look. It's it's pretty bad. Anyway, okay, so Bitcoin right now at twenty nine ninety on Coin Market Cap. That's a twenty percent fall in the last twenty four hours, or eighteen percent. That's pretty bad. But Bcash has dropped thirty percent. And remember, I said that it's going to be either spam or supporting the price of Bcash. Well, with Bcash falling, it got really expensive to to buy this up, and it was falling faster than Bitcoin. There was a lot more sell pressure there. And so um, these people probably dropped support of the price, and they started spamming. You can see that we had a big uh, leap in uh, the mempool. Uh, it only lasted like 12, 24 hours, but uh, we did have a big leap, and a lot of people were saying, oh, how do you know it's spam and not just transactions? Well, it's possible that it's transactions, but I think it's spam. And you can believe what you want. But spam comes in phases, right? They're going to have one wave. They're going to see how it... Because they haven't been spamming for a while. So they got to get their wave out there. See how the miners are, are dealing with it. Then they got to get their next wave out there. And they, they have to build up the spam. It's not like I'm just going to start spamming right now. Um, putting static out on a channel. Boom. That's how it goes. No, it's, it's sophisticated. They're building this up. They're testing how these miners are clearing the spam. Plus, um, there is indication that the previous spam attacks were in coordination with several miners out there in China. Like maybe five to ten different miners were all in this in this spam game. Okay, um, and now maybe it's only one or two. So they they have to figure out how to do this all over again. But I expect if they're not going to be supporting the Bcash price. They're going to be spamming the network, just like clockwork that happened. Okay, let's look at Alexa here. I'm going to do coinmarketcap.com. All right, 396 is the global rank. That is fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. The 396th 
most popular site in the world is CoinMarketCap.com, Bloomberg.com. Okay, Bloomberg is 433rd. Let's try um, CNBC.com. <laughs> uh, CNBC.com. You fucking suck. 630th. All these guys are being beat out by CoinMarketCap.com. And man alive, I love that this is... I love that this is just a homegrown website from the crypto space. Fuck these fin the mainstream financial press. Let's do this. The Financial Times. FT, isn't it? FT.com? Is that the Financial Times? Yeah, FT.com. Their traffic. 1,762nd. They are nothing, man. Now, if CoinMarketCap.com put a news feed, oh, man, they, they would... They would become the new Bloomberg, like this. And they kind of do have a news feed. If you click into the, uh, I mean, you can click into the different markets and you can see what's going on with their social. They have the news feed from Twitter and uh, Reddit and stuff. So they do have a little bit of a news feed going on there uh, for these individual coins. So this is huge, guys, in my opinion, that this has become so damn popular. In such a short amount of time. Anyways, okay. Let's get on to the difficulty. Um, it, it's exploding. Absolutely exploding. And how is this possible with, with this price? Right now, um, BTC is scheduled for a retarget in two days. And it's estimated to be plus 25%. Not plus 5%. Plus 25%. How is that possible with these prices? Because they're not expecting the prices to be down very long. Remember, these miners, they invest and they bring on hashing power with like about a one-year horizon. What they picture that they can make over the next year on this, this uh, equipment. And they bring it online that way. When they're fabricating chips like this GMO out of China, um, Japan. They look at the time horizon maybe two or three or four years down the road if they're, you know, from fabrication to all this stuff. So they, they have this long term and they are seeing that it's going to be, it's here to stay. This is here to stay, people. This is a minor blip on the downside. Accumulate, accumulate, accumulate. That is the name of the game. Accumulate as much Bitcoin as possible. That's what all the billionaires and millionaires and um, all these hedge fund guys are just waiting. Bankers are just waiting with, with bated breath to get into this space and accumulate. That was one of the things they said about the Jamie Dimon thing. Barry Silbert had a tweet after that that said something like, I wonder if he knows how many people on his board own Bitcoin. <laughs> Because I say this too all the time. This is a, it, Bitcoin works on the individual. It's designed to bust up groups. You invest selfishly. So you might have a boardroom meeting on Bitcoin and then you have some guy that comes in, a consultant or whatever, and gives a little update on Bitcoin or uh, a little lesson on how Bitcoin works because they still don't get it. I mean, he was he's talking, Jamie Dimon's talking about Bitcoin being closed. So like he, slip of the tongue probably, but he still doesn't quite grasp what's actually happening here. Um, and so, yeah, they might say, oh, no, the bank, we're, we're against Bitcoin as a group. But then what does that individual banker do when he goes home? He fucking buys Bitcoin. It works on the individual. It busts up groups. I think that's beautiful. It makes people 
Be selfish, which sounds bad, but that is very good. Being selfish is very good in an investment uh, sense and in a business sense. Like being selfish is very good because you want people to act rationally and you want people to be aligned with their incentives. And that's what Bitcoin does. It aligns individuals' incentives and it busts up the group. It works contrary to um, governments. It works contrary to even large corporations because they don't want to let this competitor in and disrupt them. But that individual guy, that CTO, whoever is going to go and buy Bitcoin. So it's very, very interesting. But yeah, the hash rate is supposed to go up by 25% in two days. It's just growing. And this is another thing like that happening is going to come a little bit quicker uh, due to all this. That also means the inflation rate is slightly higher for Bitcoin, which is also something to think about when you look at this stuff. Okay. Local Bitcoin's volume. I should break this out by, by daily, by country, because I'm sure the Chinese volume over the last 24 hours is ridiculous. But I haven't done that yet. Um, let's see. I'm just using Coindance, and they have the weekly let's see if they've updated they haven't updated their weekly uh for china and stuff but it's at all-time highs people and you know we're talking about these with the topic of decentralized exchanges is on everybody's lips these days because of this china stuff uh, and i think that's good but the problem with decentralized exchanges is the fiat you know the on roads and off roads on ramps and off ramps whatever and i, I don't see an easy solution for that bitcoin what oh okay i'm gonna go to my tone base shit because i gotta talk about tone gone off the deep end here and i like tone I, i've never i have met him once so just and i've never talked to him i just shook his hand after one of his uh, one of his presentations but i like him i think he's he's got the right attitude when it comes to the code and who to support for the implementation side of things but so first off um bruce fenton has had some really good tweets lately and I haven't agreed with him a lot in the past. I, I don't know, Bruce. I, he seems to be, I've, I've seen a couple of his talks that he's done, like on YouTube and stuff, and he sounds really good. But then when all this scaling debate is out, I didn't like his actions during the scaling debate because he was looking for compromise. And you shouldn't do that, in my opinion. But uh, he has been doing some good stuff over the last couple of days, and he calls out Tone Vase about this ICO stuff. Because Tone Vase was saying, oh, I'm so glad that they came in and regulated ICOs. Well, dude. And then look at what happened to these these Bitcoin exchanges. See, once you invite the devil into your house, that's what Bruce even says. Uh, when we invite snakes into our home, we eventually get bitten. Well, that I, I, my saying is, if you know, you don't want to dine with the devil, kind of. Like, you don't want to invite 
the devil into your house. And that's what you do when you invite regulars to come in and regulate these ICOs. Look, maybe $5 billion, $5 billion worth of uh, scams have happened on ICOs. So fucking what? We're talking trillions on the government scams. Social, Social Security. I'm 36. Am I ever going to see Social Security? Never. Never. It's a scam. The biggest scams. I just talked about the Madoff scam. And that was run by these same people with the cover of regulators. Right? On these regulated exchanges. Like, the biggest scams happen in the gov- in the government world. <laughs> they don't happen in the little rinky-dink uh, crypto world. They don't happen in unregulated markets. They just don't. They're very small. Right? And then they they hide these big uh, Ponzi schemes and these big scams with a market crash. They'll say, oh, the market crashed. We got to take all your houses, right? And like, uh, but like, oh, that's just the way the market works up and down. No, th- these are scams put on by in a regulated environment. So the biggest scams happen in regulated places. Anyway, so he's like, Tone gets all defensive. He says, I don't give a shit. And uh Yada, yada, yada. Um, he says, please name someone besides World CryptoNet, DeRose Tech, that's Chris DeRose and John Seth from Bitcoin Uncensored, who call out scams. Well, he, does he know that they're having, like, Chris DeRose and John Seth broke up? They don't even do the same podcast anymore? He doesn't even know that? Because it doesn't sound like that from that tweet. Uh, and Dan Darkpill, hilarious, he says, cough. Like, come on, man. They were out here. And I said, yeah, echo chamber, cough. Another thing I said here is... I quoted his tweet and I said, maybe with your eight hour long telethons, you don't have time to see other content in the space. Lots of us out there fighting the good fight. Um, you know, I don't like these eight hour long things where every five minutes you're putting your QR code up there asking for donations. I just, I don't like that. And maybe Tone is too busy with these telethons that he can't um, watch the other content. Because that just his his tweets sound so disconnected from reality, and he's taking the wrong step here with the regulators. Like um, he, it's not good what he's doing, and he's been wrong about everything. The only thing you can say that he's been right on is maybe the S and P, like I said last week, last episode, and it is at all time highs, but. Uh, it's, it's still, there's so many people, so many connected people coming out saying this is looking like time for a correction, et cetera, et cetera. There's the de-dollarization of the world, and uh, he's been wrong on almost everything. The, the last straw was when he started dissing on libertarians. And yeah, there's, there's some libertarians that are very bright, and there's some that aren't so bright. There's some that believe in all of these conspiracy theories. Um, and you could go as deep as you want on conspiracy theories, but once you take that red pill... Right. And you kind of wake up to the system and we just had 9-11. So you wake up to like 9-11, you wake up to all these other things. Everything can be a conspiracy then because you have broken your allegiance to the fake narrative. And it's very important. uh, A lot of people can spiral in this conspiracy land, Uh, but most libertarians are very intelligent. They really are. Look at what is what is the crypto space dominated by? fucking libertarians and so who's made all the money in crypto libertarians what ideology brought tone to crypto libertarianism i mean he's, he's about to lose his use his follower base i think plus again he's been wrong so much 
like especially this last one. He was calling for day nine on his indicator to go all the way up to maybe six thousand. Where are we at? Come on now. <laughs> so anyway, all right, enough about tone. So we're, I'm looking at the market here. We're down down to three thousand guys. It's uh, falling pretty quick. Did we hit three thousand? Yeah, I think we did. We hit three thousand on Bitstamp, twenty nine seventy five. Let's check and see if there's any announcements out about, okay, um, Chinese stuff, obviously. So we'll see. I expect it to bounce here. And I, I want it to be back above 4,000 so I can rub it in Peter Schiff's face. <laughs> oh, man. Bitcoin. All right, that's going to do it for me, That guys. This is another long episode. So if you guys have been listening to the channel for a while, you know my son. He, he was born now six months ago. He just um, passed the six-month mark. He's getting a little bit easier to take care of. But before he was born, you know, I was getting out a ton more content. And now I've kind of pared it back because I'm just much more busy um, with a brand new baby. But I will be uh, picking this up as he gets more uh, easier to take care of and all that. Then I'll be picking that up. I'll probably be doing some Discord things throughout the day. Uh, maybe in the evenings I'll be doing Discord chats. Um, maybe Patreon only. I don't know exactly how I want to work that right now. But if you guys want to support the show and kick me in the ass to get more content out, uh, go to Patreon.com for slash Bitcoin and markets. It's pretty easy. It's just $2 a month minimum to, to become a patron and support the show. Thank you to all my patrons out there. You guys are great. Uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart. All right. See you soon. Thanks for listening.